0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
2: This episode is brought to you by One United Bank, America's largest black-owned bank and first black internet bank. One United Bank is leading an exciting
3: new charge and encouraging us all to think about ways to make Black history now. Through our spending, our impact, our activism, and our legacy. This is more than a moment. It's a movement. With the right mindset and actions, we can be financially woke. When we unite the power of our dollars, there's no
2: limit to what we can do. One United believes that money is power, and we can use it to build wealth in the Black community, not only for today, but for the future as well.
3: Move your money and bank Black with One United Bank
2: today. Visit OneUnited.com to learn more. love. Let us know when you open up an account so we could celebrate with you. Hey, hey, it's Courtney. And it's Joy Marie. And we are back.
3: Yes, new episodes of Job Logs on the 1st and the 15th. If you love us,
2: share a show with a friend or a coworker.
3: And coming up, we have the perfect episode for all of you guys on the beach, uh, kind of reinvigorating um, and thinking about your next steps. We're talking about big leaps.
2: Yes. Dreaming big, really deciding to make a move, even when things feel fine and laying the groundwork to do that in a smart way. So stay tuned. But first, we're clocking in. Yes. How are you, Courtney? I'm
3: doing well. I am fresh from the wilderness. (laughs) The wilderness. Tell us more. Okay. So I've been rapping about this for weeks now. Um, My fiance um, gave (laughs) it with your chest. (laughs) Listen. um, Gave me this ring and then told me he wanted to go camping, so Mm -hmm. I had to say yes. Yes. So you know, it wasn't that bad. Really? I was like very cautious. Yes. My entire family was cackling at the <laughs> mere idea of it. But, you know what? I I just said, "Fine, I'll do it." And I think I'm glad that I did because yeah. it's, you know it's a new experience. That's say definitely yes an
2: activity on my list of things I do not intend to do. Listen, <laughs>
3: I think the key is like know your know your limits. Mm. Don't like say yes and then be like the miserable one yes, out there. That's true. So like early on, I was like, so what do you what what do you envision this to be? Mm. And when we were talking about digging holes for toilets, I said, no, 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 right. <laughs> That's not what this can be. (laughs) So we kind of found like this middle ground. We did like a campground. It had like facilities that you could walk to. Yeah. You know, I got my little air mattress situation. Yeah. yeah. And it was actually really nice. I didn't think about the fact that there would be like no signal or anything like that. Mm. So you really
2: unplugged.
3: Yeah. So that was kind of nice because like you're out in nature. There's
2: like nothing of that in New York. How was nighttime sleeping though? Did you feel like safe? That always.
3: I felt safe because it was a campground. So right. it's like you can kind of see other campers like through the trees. You kind of see them. But it is funny because like when you hear like the leaves rustling. Yes. Like it is very like, what is that? And then you look because everything sounds humongous. Like it's like a yeah. chipmunk. Like it's
2: nothing. <laughs> You're like there is a bear outside right. the tent. Right. I've seen
3: the Revenant. I'm not doing it. <laughs> That's awesome! I
2: love that you kept an open mind, and we're down to do it. Yeah, we had a good time. It looks like
3: yeah, we had a good time. I would do, you know, I would do it again. Maybe more kind of sexy locale. Mm -hmm. Maybe like a. Beach like a glamping situation. He won't let me do glamping, (laughs) but you know if we're gonna do it, like maybe a Machu Picchu or something. Oh, okay. that could be cute. Like have like one camping night and then go back to my hotel. Yes, say I roughed it. Yes,
2: okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. What about you? I am well. I feel good. I've now been in my new job for a little bit of time, Mm -hmm. so I'm getting acclimated, and um, it's been it's been great. It's definitely a big change of So I feel Mm
3: -hmm. a lot
2: busier But I think that's also the haze of starting a new job Right like your mind is still adjusting To everything Yeah You're new. Um, One thing, one of my coworkers, Amber Grimes, who's um, an artist in label marketing, says she said this on the Internet, that dope girls that actually work generally want to stay behind the scenes. And I wish more of them knew how important it was for them to be seen. The girls we don't want our daughters to be like are writing books and posting three pics a day. So this is a call to action. All the dope girls show yourself. And I love that little post and I thought about it because on social media, especially, we do we care a little bit more about like the lifestyle, the image, the fashion girls. And that's all good and fine. I think that plays an important role. But, you know, most of us who are just kind of doing regular regular, or maybe not so (laughs) regular jobs or corporate jobs or not in the entrepreneurial space, we don't really we don't talk as much. And I think. It's in part because traditionally you couldn't like a lot of roles, Mm. you always kind of kept work separate from, you know, displaying and representing for the company. But I think it was just good food for thought as like, you know, I think we love the. Elaine Welteroths and the Bozemas and the Issa's because we feel like we're kind of on the journey with yeah. them and seeing a lot of the stages. So, just something to think for all of us like, how can we bring a little bit of that to the forefront in whatever way is compliant and yeah. feels true to us? I like that. Yeah. I like that. Inspire the youth. <laughs> so, yeah, you'll be, you'll potentially be seeing more of that from me. I don't want to commit to anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> Tell No Lies. Yes. What is going on in the world, though? Speaking
3: of your girl, Bozema, I feel like we should um, big up her
2: move from Uber. Uber. So she is out at Uber as the chief brand officer and apparently heading over to Endeavor, which is a talent management entertainment agency, Mm -hmm. to be their chief marketing officer.
3: Yes. Yeah. So she parlayed that gig at Mm -hmm. Uber. And she's back, because she did more entertainment
2: stuff. She really did. Before Uber, to me, was the oddball in her trajectory, yeah. Yeah. Because she was at Apple. Before that, she was at Pepsi, where she worked on, like, the Super Bowl and getting those, like, huge acts like Beyonce for that. So this feels, I think, a little bit more close to Mm -hmm. what, from the outside looking in, like, I know her. (laughs) Her her goals, her career goals might be... um, but yeah, that was it. Was interesting. She was only there a year.
3: Yeah, and they were saying because uh, she did an interview with Ad Age, and she was talking about how she her she was tasked with Uber more so with like connecting the company to pop culture,
0: mm. which was kind of. I feel like they had
3: bigger fish to fry at the time. Right.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so right. I think this move maybe because I mean I could see how that could be interesting for like partnerships, Just thinking about how Uber ties in. Because you know, they're doing yeah. so much like branding, like native branding and show. Like, I've been watching like stuff on ABC and Ubers, like Blackish and yeah. stuff. But no, like the brands are so
2: much a part of the yes. shows now. Yes. Blackish does that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: I feel like that was interesting opportunity mm. but she was probably just like they got other yeah stuff to do
2: Yeah <laughs> it's like I can't fix your I mean I don't know if this was the case but you can't fix somebody's brand if the literal corporate culture of that brand yeah. is broken like that's going to seep out so.
3: Yeah and I'm seeing this more and more where it's just that so many times like companies are trying to fix like mm. the symptoms of something mm. especially when it gets into like diversity mm. and all those like gender issues yeah. and all of that they're so busy trying to like shine Band-aid. up the veneer
2: mm-hmm.
3: it's like we gotta go deep yes. <laughs> yes. yeah yeah
2: <laughs> and people and folks don't be ready they, they think they're ready. ready you know so they make a big move maybe it's a new role a big title but you got to be ready for real yeah yeah i don't i mean she handled the exit gracefully in the public eye sure. i'm sure only she knows but to me when you take a c-suite position that's a two of that's like a three, five-year commitment, mm. right? C-suite executives at that level, yeah. they're not hopping in and out. So, you know, it's it's fascinating. But, you know, good for her. Yes. Deliverance.
3: Yes. <laughs> and, you know, too, um, switching gears for a little bit, as I was camping, I couldn't help but think about Anthony Bourdain. Ugh. Because... In in a way, it kind of felt like honoring him a bit, because like yeah. just going parts unknown, child, yes. going on these lids. Yep. and I was just thinking about like his approach to life, and yeah. just, I mean, we, it was just weird to see like how many people were impacted,
2: yeah, by him,
3: and like such a diverse array of people, as
2: yeah. Well. I don't always connect with celebrity mm-hmm. passings. But for whatever reason, this was like really shook me Yeah, because you just um, because his brand was really about living life to the fullest, going to parts unknown, connecting with humanity. And of course, from the outside looking in, you're like, oh, it's glamorous. You get to travel, you know, you get to eat the world's finest foods. Um so it was it was definitely a shock but and it's like so aspirational. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like yeah. you saw so much of the world. Yeah. And it couldn't keep you. I mean what a legacy though. I truly like just encourage like he would travel places I just remember certain episodes like Vietnam I mean he inspired friends of mine to take solo trips mm-hmm. like he inspired me to like when you go places actually talk to the yeah. the natives and the locals and connect with them like humans I mean he was brave like he would yeah. be on a rinky dinky raft in the Amazon <laughs> like, <laughs> crossing over to like pick some shrubs it was just like wild stuff but it was it was awesome and like you just didn't really see that on on a main platform, yeah. no less from a white man. <laughs> okay. So yeah. it's just it's it's such a positive legacy and a reminder to just um, you know, treat our fellow humankind kindly, wow. connect with people. And I think too to just take a really holistic approach
3: to your life. Because even I know like some of his friends were sharing that like he struggled for a long time. He dealt with addiction when he was younger. So the fact that like I feel like sometimes we just focus on the outermost part. Like, yeah. oh, if my job and career is good yeah. and I'm, and that looks good, then yeah. I should be okay in all the other areas. Yeah. And it's just like for ourselves, taking that holistic approach to all aspects and making sure we're taking care of ourselves. But also the other people who have yeah. like one part that is amazing kind of checking to make sure that they're okay in all the other areas
2: yeah it was it was was a good reminder to me too because I think sometimes we can get really focused on our success Mm -hmm. I'm using air quotes through work through getting more money and time and time again we see you know people that have those things and you know don't have the peace or whatever so I think it's just a reminder like that's not the goal and that your inner peace your happiness your mental health and well-being should always be number one. For always. sure. So, For sure. So, yes. yes. We love you guys. Yeah. All right. So, I feel like, you know, we have a lot of ambitious folks in our circles, girlfriends who go after epic jobs, go to grad school, move across the world and live abroad, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, And I think a lot of times on the outside looking in, when you see people who've made like a big leap like that um, or a big splash in an announcement, it's really impressive. But a lot of times it's also like you don't see any of the steps that got them there.
3: Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. So I think since it's kind of calming down, it's summertime, hopefully it's calming down for everyone. (laughs) um, We can pause and reflect and just figure out how do you lay it? Lay the groundwork really for these big life moves. Yes. If you think that's something, you know, that's in your future.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And so today we're thrilled to have Alicia with us, Alicia Robertson. Hi, how are you? Hi, ladies. I'm good. Thank you. So, Alicia is a self published author. She's a clarity coach and she's also the founder of Living Over Existing, a resource for women entrepreneurs. With an emphasis on growing online businesses, she really aims to help creative women ditch fear gain clarity, and begin making money doing what they love, which we love.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. Perfect person (laughs) to talk to. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, for having me on. I'm excited. Our pleasure.
3: So let's get right into it. So when we're taking these leaps, how do we know when it's the right time? Or is Mm -hmm. there ever a right time, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like there is ever really a right time just because, I think if we wait for the right time or for like all the stars to be aligned and for everything to be perfect, then we'll be waiting for forever and you'll never accomplish Mm -hmm. anything. Yeah. I really like to say that, you know, it's, it's like a gut feeling. So especially as women, um, our intuitions don't lie. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when you begin to feel unfulfilled in a position or a certain situation, or if you're always feeling like you're constantly distracted by this new thing that you want to do, or this new idea that you have, then it's possibly time for you to change or switch into something new. Um, especially if you are subconsciously starting to like slack, yeah. in what you were originally doing. Yeah. And like you just, you know, like you're not even putting forth any good effort. You're really just doing just enough to get by. Yeah. Um, I always look at that as a time where, you know, you may be in a position where it's time for you to shift and to leap into something new. So, yeah. but I, it really all is in like that gut feeling. I always say, you know, when you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, even when we think
2: about what the, I mean, just a level set, like taking a step back, what is the definition mm-hmm. of a leap? Because I think for many of mm-hmm. us, it's it can be job or career related. You know, for some, it mm-hmm. might be like education. Um, sometimes a leap is like taking a step back from something, something mm. s- sometimes yeah. it's taking a step forward. What are some of the different like leaps and scenarios you've kind of either done yourself or been exposed to?
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I feel like my entire life has been (laughs) a series of leaps. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I am probably crazy. I think I just kind of like get a thrill from it. Mm. um, I have leaped from college into moving back home with my mom was a leap to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've leaped from what most people would look at as a good, stable job into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Um, I have leaped from you know, a, a relationship where, you know, I thought that it was going to be a good relationship, but just really wasn't connecting. I've leaped back into, you know, being single, which mm. a lot of people don't look at that as a leap, but it definitely is, can be a life-changing leap. Um, most, yeah, most recently, I'm kind of in between like business models. So I'm leaping from, you know, coaching, which was working really well into starting this new company where I'm not really sure it will work well just kind of a hope and a prayer so that's been like my most recent leap but yeah like you said a leap literally it can be jumping into anything that is uncomfortable and mostly unknown um but that will also hopefully help you to get closer to like whatever your ultimate goal is for your life that's that's considered a leap
3: yeah, I think the key is the unknown part, that uncertainty yeah. and grappling with that. And I think that was a big lesson for me this year. Was this I'll never? I think I've mentioned it on the show before. It's just my uncle telling me like, there's never a good, perfect time to do mm-hmm. anything. And mm-hmm. that really hit me. And it was like I've made big leaps before, like moving to New York and doing all these different things. But and, and I think it's like mm-hmm. the older you get, too, yes. you lose the more
2: averse you are. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think another yeah. piece that I think is a differentiator in this conversation is also that there's intention around it. Mm -hmm. Even if it's into the Mm -hmm. unknown and you don't know what the outcome will be. We're not talking about just like quitting your job because you're miserable. Right. That could be a leap. It's a leap if you're quitting to explore yourself or learn about what you're interested in or fulfill another dream yeah
3: so how can we be like more
2: strategic and not
3: taking like these reckless leaps because i I mean there's a reason you're less risk averse as Mm -hmm. you get older because you have more to lose and Mm -hmm. you build things up so how can we kind of embrace change and unknown but still do the planning so that it's a smart leap yeah i
1: I definitely think considering what the next step is going to be, even though that next step may not be, you know, completely solid, at least saying, okay, if I leave this job to pursue this career across the country, does the good of me, you know, taking that leap outweigh the bad? Is Mm. that leap going to help me to get me closer to my goal? Is it going to help me to feel more fulfilled when I wake up? Is it going to help me to earn more so that I can, you know, take care of my family? Does the good outweigh the bad in that leak? Um And then definitely, again, just considering what that next step is going to be. Um, I think more strategically, just setting some goals for yourself. So saying, okay, I'm going to quit my job to start this business. Well, what things can you do while you still have this steady income mm-hmm. to get that business up and running before actually just quitting and not even knowing if this idea is going to work or not? Yeah. So it's definitely forcing yourself to like be an adult son and like make some big decisions but also tapping into like like you said that inner 17 year old who is like I don't care I'm just going to go out here and just make it happen so it's finding like that good balance between the two before jumping
2: in you know what's interesting i'm just thinking it's like a lot of times we look at the end product as a leap but it's really every like by the time you are physically moving to a different home or city you've already done Mm -hmm. a bunch of things that really were the leap like quitting or letting people know or packing up so
1: yeah um, a lot of times that announcement
2: is just kind of the beginning of the new chapter versus the leap itself true true yeah
1: And I wish more people would share, like, the steps leading up to the (laughs) leap, because I think it kind of gives people, like, a a bad idea of how a leap actually works. Like, nobody leaps into this new career, and all of a sudden it's all rainbows and butterflies. Like, there were some (laughs) steps to lead up to that. (laughs) Or maybe some
2: missteps, too.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I just, I wish more people would kind of show like the behind the scenes of what it really took to get there. Yeah,
3: I think we all love like a <laughs> splashy announcement.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
3: But yeah, it yeah. does help to show the planning process. I think for me, I try to like control what I have control of. I try and plan those aspects out. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. kind of thinking of to your point about kind of that cost benefit analysis. And you're saying, okay, this is like the bathroom that I will have to deal with because of the decision. This is Mm -hmm. a good, what Mm -hmm. does one outweigh the other? And if I'm like, okay, maybe it's, maybe two points on the bad side that was like, okay, I can fix that in like the next six months. I can take care of that and switch that over. So I think that's a big part of it too, is just planning.
2: Yeah. So, you Mm -hmm. know, we're really, Alicia, thinking about, we want our audience to feel inspired because I think many of us, we are getting older and we are becoming Mm -hmm. a little more risk averse, but we want to encourage our audience to dream big, think big, even when things don't seem possible. What are scenarios and kind of what happens when things are going well and kind of smooth sailing nothing's really wrong there's no like drastic reason Mm -hmm. to take a leap how do we still stay inspired to do that and be open to those leaps and those big opportunities when things are going well
1: yeah it's definitely like you mentioned just having the guts to dream bigger than where you currently are so i feel like all of us have these big ultimate goals or big ultimate dreams and It's really just considering and just keeping in mind what that ultimate goal is so that you not only have something to push towards, but that you also don't get comfortable. Mm -hmm. What I I notice a lot in people who are in, you know, great careers that are making, you know, like six figures and to everyone on the outside that it looks good. But if you're comfortable in that, but if you're not feeling like you're fulfilled, what's the point of waking up every single day, going to a job where you're miserable? You know, even if it is, you know, it, it, it does look shiny on the outside. So I definitely believe in either creating yourself like a vision board or journaling and just constantly putting yourself in spaces that require you to dream bigger than where you currently are so that you can always have something to push forward. Because it can be easy when you're in a career or a, a business where, Your bill to pay, like you get two weeks off a year, you know, like everything (laughs) looks good. But like I said, yeah, if you are going every single day or getting up and getting dressed and just sluggish and you're crying and you're just miserable, is that worth staying in just to say that you're comfortable is, you know, potentially taking this leap, even though it's going to be hard, even though the money may not be always guaranteed, you know, even though it's going to be uncomfortable is it going to be worth it when you get to wake up every single day and say, hey, I love what I do. I've never been, you know, this thrilled to wake up in my life. So, yeah. again, it's going back in this re- requiring and forcing yourself to dream bigger. And I feel like a lot of people, too, it's good reflection. So maybe you do dream big and constantly dream big, but it also helps you kind of reflect on where you are and say, hey, maybe I really do want to kind of stay here. So it does, it does work both ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: I just I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of some examples because I think a lot of times like I really Mm -hmm. feel the point you made about getting out of your zone, your comfort zone. Yeah, I think a lot of times we get opportunities or exposed to things and our immediate gut reaction is like, nope, that's not a fit or I don't have time for that or that doesn't align with my brand. Mm -hmm. And we lose Mm -hmm. out on that chance to. Just see a different side of ourselves or potentially connect Mm -hmm. with something we didn't even know we might have liked.
3: And I think you kind of have to analyze, like, where is your discomfort coming from when Mm -hmm. those new opportunities arise? Or even, like, the dreams and your vision board. Like, what is really keeping you? Because watching people, I have realized that, like, having the confidence to think that you can accomplish something yes. <laughs> is so key. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like it's yeah. the main differentiator from people who do all these big moves yeah. um and like have these mm-hmm. amazing careers is just that they think that they can do yeah. it. And a lot of us are so practical and comfortable mm-hmm. that we're just like secretly we might not even realize that we just don't think that we can actually
2: do it. Yeah, yeah. I know. There's just so many things yeah. like in my life. Like, I remember a few years ago um, had an opportunity to go on vacation. I snagged like that really cheap travel noir deal. They promoted about Mm like a $186 round trip flight to Dubai. And I was so nervous. I remember having so much anxiety about that trip leading up to it Mm -hmm. to just go to the Middle East. And then we tacked on like Cairo and Tel Aviv. And these are all places I was like, I have no interest in going. And then I Mm -hmm. went and it like changed my life. It was just like, wow my eyes are opened to things I didn't even know I liked and a whole culture and yeah. cuisine that is so fascinating to me and has since informed like a lot of my other wish lists. and I just think about that in like so many different areas whether it's work or a project things mm-hmm. that were sometimes just yeah. like eh, you know that's not for me and then you do it and you learn a lot about yourself so
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I I will say too that definitely takes a lot of like deep diving and digging into where all of that kind of stems from, and trust me, therapy works. Yeah, it's helpful. Amen. Amen. You
2: know, I think there are scenarios where you want to keep an open mind and maybe you go down and you either learn or you learn what you like or you don't like. But how do you evaluate opportunities that really just actually don't align and maybe sure. leaps you shouldn't be taking? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like what criteria can you use to just say, like, this is actually viable and right for me? Or maybe, you know what? This is one I sit yeah. out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, definitely again, going back to weighing the odds. So, if you sit down, you make a chart or you journal it out and say, okay, is the good going to outweigh the possible bad that could happen? If your bads are outweighing all of the possible goods, then you either need to go back, reevaluate this idea, or you might need to scrap it. And that's one of the things that can be the hardest because we can get so wrapped up in these ideas and things that we want to do. You don't want to think that your idea could possibly be a bad idea. But I think that comes with taking the leap. You have to be real with yourself and say, hey, if this isn't going to work, then it may not be worth me, you know, taking this big leap. Or it may be worth me just sitting back and kind of reevaluating some more. So definitely going back to the idea of does the good outweigh the bad? Um, And then also thinking about, too, will this transition even help me to, again, get to that ultimate goal? Is this going to help me to be fulfilled? Is this going to help me to, you know, reach that big dream that I have? If it doesn't, then you you might want to sit that one out again. And then I also love the idea of creating a plan like we were talking about before just being strategic and trying to connect the majority of the dots while you feel are in a good place mm-hmm. if you can't connect the dots if you can't you figure out how you can make money from this thing if you can't figure out how you're going to support yourself or if it's going to be a burden on you know the people that you love to really make this thing happen then it might not be a good idea for you to you know, go out on. But if you can check yes to all these boxes, then take a week. But I, I do think it takes a lot of us just being real with ourselves and having to ask ourselves the hard questions. But one of the things I will say is, and I know we'll probably talk about this too, when you're in this process of asking yourself these hard questions, try not to go to too many outside sources yes. for the answers that you should probably know. because. Yes. Yeah, you can't rely on someone else to make uh, a decision that's ultimately going to affect your life and your life only. So, Mm -hmm. I would definitely say take some time and like process that yourself before going out because you're going to get 10 different, you know, answers from 10 different people. And that's just going to make you even more confused than what you originally were. So, this is definitely the time in your life where you're going to have to do some like digging and self reflecting to figure out if this is even going
3: to be worth it. Yeah, I think that's super, super real. For me, I definitely, when I'm making a decision about something, I'm very selective about who I tell about this Mm -hmm. decision. Because I just know, like, and I think people want the best for you. And a lot of times they're projecting their Mm -hmm. own issues Mm -hmm. and insecurities. And they just, they want you to be comfortable so that they can be comfortable. They don't want to worry about you. I I was definitely that person
1: who, I felt like I needed validation Mm -hmm. from everybody else. And then I realized that me waiting on that validation or waiting for like everybody that I love to give me the okay that I felt like I needed. I was wasting time, you know, waiting when I could have been out here, like really pursuing my dreams, like literally wasting years of my life, trying to wait for everyone to be on the same page. And finally, I realized that you just can't share your dreams with everybody. And that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like you were saying, like, they're just going to project their fears back onto you and you, you just can't share your dreams with everybody. So I I know that from experience.
2: Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I think that, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes it clouds your own judgment because you Mm -hmm. start hearing their voices and their concerns. A lot of times, in fact, most times that I've seen, once it's done, people get with it. There might be some naysayers, but it's like if it takes five months or five years. But once it's done, it's done and they see that you did it. But a lot of times if you share that prematurely, they're trying to tell you all the reasons why it's not going to work. And then the doubt creeps in and you're like, can I actually do this?" I wonder, too, like
3: once you take that leap and you're in it, it may be. The doubt's creeping in and maybe the doubt's a little justified. Like, yeah. how do you kind of yeah. f- try and fix things once you've, like, blown everything? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And that that's at that moment where you got to go back and be like, you know what? You might have been right. <laughs> but you know what? I think, we, you,
2: I think we have to create better environments to be receptive to failure, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Because you yeah, learn in absolutely. failure. And it's like, that can't be the mark of like some someone that's just Mm -hmm. gone the wrong way it's like you're you should be allowed to Mm -hmm. fail and you should give yourself room to fail but I love that you said make plans because it's like make a contingency Mm -hmm. plan too
1: yeah and I think that's one of the things I love most about like my support system especially my mom because when I came home and told her I was quitting my job to like start my very first business She was never the person that was like, oh, this isn't going to work or Mm. you need to try this or you should wait to do this. She was always like, you know what? You're a smart girl. If it doesn't work, I know you'll get back on your feet eventually. So I feel like we need more people. And sometimes those people aren't necessarily who you would expect them to be. Mm. So think about that, too.
3: And Alicia, I would love if you could just speak a little bit on about making I'm not making I mean he is making good but making the most out of failure like how do we kind of look at those situations and use them as like a building block rather than kind of our destruction
1: yeah so I I don't believe you've actually failed until you just quit Hmm. so even if something works out that's still an opportunity for you to learn from the things that didn't work so that you can kind of go back to the drawing board and kind of reevaluate. evaluate um, Me personally, because I've failed a lot, y'all mm-hmm. like completely. failed. <laughs> but I, I like, I, for example, like my very first business, I created and sold jewelry online. And like, I didn't know anything about building a business. I just knew I had a gift and I wanted to make money from it. And, I completely had to shut down that business because I didn't know what branding was. I didn't know what marketing was, but because I could pinpoint those areas that made me fail in that part of the business, and I say failed with like air quotes, I was able to then go back on the internet and buy books and hire the right people to then help me so that I could rebuild that business back up and then make it successful. So I think just kind of training your mind to think, okay, even if this doesn't go right, what can I learn from all the things that went wrong? And then how can I use that to, you know, then go back and learn what I need to do to get it right the next time. Um, I think two is just keeping in mind and knowing that you can always go back. That's the one thing I'm learning right now as I'm shifting from like coaching to building this new business is that if I completely stop coaching and this new thing doesn't, doesn't work out, Mm -hmm. I can always put up a sales page you know, create some marketing tool or, you know, create some sales funnels and I can be back, you know, coaching. Mm-hmm. If you know, you're leaving one job to go to another job and that new job doesn't work out. Like you may not be able to go back to that same job you were in, but you mm-hmm. know what? There are thousands of other jobs out here that you can go back and apply for. Yeah. So I think just keep it in mind that if you fail, that isn't the last or the end of the road, you yeah. literally can pick yourself up and go back. You know, like you always have a chance to do it over again. Um, so that's just how I've been like viewing failure and that's coming from someone who felt like she failed and just felt like you know at the age of 23 that my life was completely over and yeah. you know I had to like gather my own edges but <laughs> <laughs> it, it it doesn't have to be you know the end of the road where you just use that to kind of fuel you so that you can go back and do better.
2: Wonderful I love
1: that. Amen.
2: Yeah Amen. Yeah all right, Alicia, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a pleasure.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm, I'm excited about this.
2: You'll have to definitely keep us posted on your next big leap so we can support and celebrate you. Yes. But in the interim, let us know and our audience know where they can find you online.
1: Yeah, so um, you can find um, my personal website at Um and then everywhere pretty much on social media at thealishanicole.com. Um and then if you want to kind of follow my progress with building this new thing, um, you can head over to livingoverexisting dot com
2: I love that name living overexisting yes.
1: yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you. Thanks. all right y'all thanks so much for tuning in to another wonderful episode of Jaw blogs mm-hmm. um, you guys know you can head us up anytime with your questions comments visit job dot com slash ask job blogs and we'll get to your questions on the show
3: yeah and definitely if you're taking a big leap you're thinking about it you're plotting you're planning you know let us in let us mm-hmm. you know, po-
2: all positive feedback Yeah, job yes. blog, we'll, so. we'll try not to get too in there and right. change your mind right <laughs> Also, big thanks to our guest, Alicia Robertson. Thank you for imparting your wisdom. And many thanks to our sponsor, When United Bank, America's
3: largest black-owned bank.
2: You can connect with us as usual around the web at Blogs job or jobblogs.com. I'm Cleve at Loud. I'm Hamas hey, Parker. Till next time. See ya.